0: Welcome to the Inside Scoop Live podcast, where indie authors get personal about their books, their writing, and their passions. I'm your host, Sherry Hoyt. Join me for some lively conversations with debut indie authors and seasoned veterans alike. It's a great place to find your next amazing read or even get inspired. So sit back and enjoy the show and let me know what you think. Hey everyone, today I'm speaking with Margaret Franceschini, author of Veil of Secrecy. It's a dramatic women's fiction novel that follows the journey of two young women, deceived in love and left to pick up the pieces of their lives. But before we start, here's the inside scoop about Margaret. Margaret Franceschini's desire to write in a dramatic way began at a young age. Her passion for poetry and short stories can be traced back to early childhood when she wrote about the creatures she watched in her backyard. Entering into adult life led her to join poetry sites where she was able to share her innermost feelings with those of the same type of writings. Margaret lives on Staten Island, New York with her family. Veil of Secrecy is her debut novel. You can learn more about Margaret and her work on Facebook at Veil of Secrecy Book and on Amazon.com. Hi, Margaret. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, I've been looking forward to talking with you. Uh, To get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your novel, Veil of Secrecy?
1: Sure. My novel is two women living in the 1950s. Um, Fiction, but slightly based on facts. Two mothers. The first woman is living in a small fishing town in Canada. Innocent, but very intelligent. And the story takes place at that point in Canada. It then travels a a journey into New York City with the second woman. My two protagonists, Julie and Marina, they take you on their life's journey. Their story becomes so real as you find that even though their lives are interwoven by the same circumstances, strangely enough, they still walk different paths. Mm. Through Julie and Marina, you can experience the drama and heartbreak that occurs in the loss and longing of both mother and daughter.
0: Okay. So uh, where did you get your idea for this story?
1: Well, through the years, I have crossed paths with many women. And, you know, women like to talk, and they share their feelings and their trials of their young love and their decisions. And their decisions were about surrendering their child. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, young women that became pregnant would go away mm-hmm. and have their child. And these women that came into my life shared these secrets with me. And it was heart-wrenching yeah. <laughs> sitting there, of course, with them, talking with them, and crying with them. And I, um, I kept those little secrets. I'm known to keep secrets. So I <laughs> kept those little secrets in my heart. And as the years went on... I realized that, my goodness, these secrets are 30 years old, and maybe I could write about it, but make it fiction, because I would never want to expose anyone's secrets or business. And the word secret just kind of stuck in my mind, and I said, oh, it's secret. It could be a veil. They carried a veil all their lives,
0: and that's how the title of my book evolved. Now how did these women who shared with you come to share? Is that like just through friendship or is that part of your mm-hmm. profession?
1: No, no, it was just a friendships, um, stories. I remember even in high school, something happened to a young girl. I didn't know her, but it was a rumor. And then she was missing. She was away and she came back for the last year that stayed on my mind. Then working in Manhattan, traveling by the ferry mm-hmm. you make friends and you go out for coffee and over the years so you you start sharing women love to talk women yeah. love to share <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's for sure and they trusted me you know and uh yeah i never 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 exposed any of it until now where i could make it into a novel hopefully for a lot of young girls who could read this book and see the pain and the grief that goes with it.
0: That's really interesting. I love that. I love how just your personal conversations over the years just kind of sparked the idea for your novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So what can you tell us about Julie and Marina, uh, without giving away too much of your story, but uh, they went through the same experiences. Um, but how, how are they alike? How are they different? Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Sure. Well, is Julie and Marina, And um, Julie is a very gorgeous, beautiful little redhead, young in the beginning of the story. And Marina looks identical to her, and they both hold the same strong physical resemblances, but their personalities are opposite. Julie is strong. She can make a decision and keep it. Uh, Marina remains very naive from her childhood, her teenage life, all the way to her adult life, she's a little bit more naive. Mm -hmm. So they're identical in resemblances, but difference in personalities completely.
0: Yeah, and and I guess uh, being from different generations, uh, their experiences were different as well. How did the societal norms play out in the characters' personalities?
1: Yes, Julie being raised from 1949, 1950, small fishing village, wanting more in life, wanting to escape and live a better life, a great relationship with her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, Marina is a little spoiled. She's raised in New York City and has everything at her fingertips. So she becomes very spoiled. So there is a difference in their lifestyles.
0: Yeah. And and which character did you relate to the most?
1: I enjoyed Julie. As I write about her, I could actually picture her. I could see her face, her eyes, her hair. I saw the way she walked around her village, Mm -hmm. Um, her strength, you know, her wanting more in life. I could relate to that because as growing up on Staten Island, which was at one time very much farmland, Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like a fishing village. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) yeah, and I grew up the same way wanting more in life and but not being able to attain that until I became much older and left home and I was able to reach some
0: goals yeah yeah how involved was the research for the story
1: well it did become very involved as I said before I took all the experiences that I had from others and I found myself trying to find where would it begin where does this go with all of this love pain, twists and turns and so I took out my map and I have this gigantic Atlas map and I flipped through it and I stopped at Canada and I looked at Canada and I said, hmm, let's, let's take a look here and then I went on my computer and I researched this one little town that I absolutely fell in love with, Twillingate, Canada and after researching it and looking at the pictures, it's beautiful. There were colored boats, there were little colored houses, there was a river, there was a sea, and everything just like came together for Julie. This is where she's going to live. The fishing village, the little tiny cobblestone that led down. So this is all true. And I said, I have to go there one day. This is <laughs> the place I, really, I want to visit. I really have this on my bucket list. So um, that's how it began with the story.
0: And did you ever get to visit?
1: Not yet, and I'm hoping in the next couple of summers to get there.
0: Oh, nice. So now your writing journey began with poetry. What kind of poetry do you write?
1: Well, I started with free verse, which I actually love. Mm-hmm. It started way back, though. I, When I was a child, I would write little notes to myself, and the word notes is in the book. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would, I would say them, and then You know, then you grow up and you're a teenager, you throw them out, you know. And then I started writing other things. And uh, then I met my husband. And I started really taking off with poetry. And I I wrote him a book of poetry. Mm. And I kept going. I joined poetry sites and submitted many poems. And they were accepted and they were on the poetry sites. One is in a book. And it's just like every day, uh, whatever the mood is. If I'm in a cranky mood, I'll write a cranky poem. <laughs> if I'm in a good, <laughs> yeah, if I'm in a good mood and a romantic mood. So it starts like that, like a free verse, and then I ended up even writing a few ballads, which take a lot of time, you know, a lot of love time. But I love it. I love the rhyming, and so that's that's how my poetry started.
0: Yeah, I love that. Now, what inspired you to switch gears and say, "Hey, I'm going to write a novel"?
1: Mm. Well, that was an emotional moment for me. I had been talking to other people and they had shared more at my age and, and women are still sharing. It's amazing. <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> yeah. so I, I looked back, I thought back and I, I started putting it all together. And then I realized that this happened from 1920s, 1930s that this could happen to any young girl across the globe. And with that, that's how I started my first line, It mm-hmm. Could Happen. Mm-hmm. And I took it from there, and it just unfolded into a story.
0: So what are the main differences between writing poetry and writing a novel?
1: Well, I found that writing my poetry, I'm talking about my, my emotions, my loves, mm-hmm. my feelings. It describes that. But then when I shift into a novel, I realize that I'm moving into a setting, a background, characters that are very much alive to me. They have feelings and they're speaking and they're telling their story Mm -hmm. to their audience. So that's the difference that I find.
0: Yeah. And I I imagine poetry is more free-flowing where when you started your novel, you probably had to map it out a little bit. Uh, Did you have a certain process that you followed?
1: No, I'm considered um, by the seat of your pants writer.
0: Yeah, a panster. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, a
1: panster. yes, exactly. (laughs) I I tried outlining, and I just couldn't do it. It set me back.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, So I just wrote. I just kept writing and writing, and then I would sit down and break it up into scenes, and then I would reconstruct the scene and then go on to the next. And I find it more interesting and more like a a freestyle poem. Yeah. Free verse poem.
0: Yeah, that's true. I I love hearing the different methods that authors have. I like what you mentioned Mm -hmm. about you just let it all come out and then go back and organize it. I can relate to that. Yeah. Now, what is one thing you wished you knew when you started writing your novel?
1: I wish that I had a formal instructor to guide me because my first draft was a total mess and I had no idea how to formulate and put together a novel. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that experience. I only had the experience with the poems. My college was strictly psych. <laughs> and, um, you know, I from there, you from being a, a psych student and then stopping and going on to poetry and novel, there was no one there, you know, to help. So I wish that I did take a course. It took five years for me to learn how to put together a novel.
0: Mm.
1: Self-taught. Yeah, it was hard.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, some people learn by doing. um, And I think I'm one of those people as well. I think self-taught is the best way to learn, for me anyway
1: no you're right it's true
0: so what do you like to do when you're not writing
1: well i have a grandson mm-hmm. who takes up a lot of my time uh so i i am retired i'm retired from the department of education and since i retired i've been helping my daughter and taking care of my little grandson uh, i enjoy baking a lot uh, fattening foods fattening desserts are the best
2: Oh. Come uh, to
1: your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Come on. Next <laughs> time you visit New York, <laughs> you're here. Uh, but you know this strange thing that even while I'm baking, i <laughs> i have another scene going on in my head. I'm reading a recipe, but there's a scene of, yeah. of something else, something new, and it's like it's like oh, go away for a minute, please. Let me just do this, but it just keeps coming back with a new scene and a new character.
0: Oh, so I love that. It's
1: just, yeah, it never leaves. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it must be your true calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Now, Enjoying it, too. Yeah, good. What do your family and friends think about your writing? How do they support your writing career?
1: Well, they were in shock to begin with, hmm. because as my title is, Veil of Secrecy, I am a big secret. I I do keep a lot of secrets. I keep everything inside. So while I'm writing this, no one knows. My husband kind of had an idea, you know, why are you going upstairs and hiding? I said, well, I have to write, you know. So he's thinking poetry. (laughs) And here I am writing. And uh, when the book finally was accepted, that's when I figured I'd better tell everyone. So I told my kids, and they said, what? (laughs) You? (laughs) Yeah, mom knows some things. Yeah. Then my doctor was, like, the most shocked when I... uh, I finally told him. We've known him for like 40 years. Mm. And I told him what was about to happen. And he just looked at me and he said, you kept this a secret all these years? You never (laughs) told me? (laughs) I said, no. I said, "But I'll give you a copy. (laughs) So everybody was in shock. But I have to say they were 100% with me. Mm -hmm. They supported me. They supported me when they found out. They told me to keep going. They insisted that I spend time writing a sequel, which I will not. Really? Yes, because as I ended Veil vale of Secrecy, and I don't want to give away the ending, mm-hmm. I felt like it was the end. There is no further walk for Marina to take it to a, a real level. If this really did happen, there would be no going back.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. not every book is a series, so... Yeah, if, if it's uh-huh. a good stopping point, then, yeah, just on to the next yeah. project, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, how did it feel sharing your work with them for the first time?
1: At first, I was, a, yeah, a little nervous. I was worried about how they would react to when I told them the title. Mm. But they said, okay, what is it about? And I just gave them a brief synopsis. I actually wrote it out and had them read it. And they said, wow how could you think of something like this? I says I have no idea. <laughs> I said, this is a secret. I can't give it away. <laughs> yeah. So they were they were with me all the way, I have that, to say.
0: That's nice. I love that. Now, are you a big reader, and what do you like to read?
1: I enjoy reading, yes. Um, this took me away from a lot of quiet time reading for myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, as a teenager growing up and working in Manhattan, always carrying a book in your hand, uh, whatever books were at at that time, I was reading. My favorite book of all time, which I still have and I will never ever get rid of it, is The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury.
0: Yes, I've by actually Danny read the- that book. Yes.
1: You have? Yes. Okay, Because I don't think that the young people today have read this book. But yeah, the 1951 edition is my favorite of all time. And um, it leads me into saying how I love sci-fi and I love fantasy. And um, Secrets. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I think at one point I decided, you know, I'm going to go back and read some of these classics. And so that was one of the first ones I chose. And of course, I love short stories anyway. So, you know, that was, that's a great read. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's wonderful. Which writers have inspired your own work as an author? There were many writers that
1: I enjoyed over time. There was one writer. He's also a singer and a, a poet. Mm. Uh, if you ever heard of his name, uh, Rod McEwen.
0: Yes, yes.
1: He's awesome. He's great. His first poem was about his cat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it sounds so strange, but he wrote it and he actually made a little song about it. And it takes you to the love of an animal and when their time is over. Mm. He's a very emotional writer and he, he is actually my favorite poet. I enjoyed his books, his songs, his records and everything.
2: Yeah.
0: So what's next? Do you have plans for another book? Yes. I actually started, to tell the truth, I started three. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. But I can't
1: seem to, like I started one and then I stopped because then another thought came in my head and I went to that one. Mm -hmm. And I did 10 pages of that. And then I stopped and another thought and I did 30 pages of that one. So it's like, which one do I go back to? Mm, Yeah. And there. Each different, of course, from the other. Really, I need to stick with one book and, and get it going and
0: finish it up. <laughs> well, we will stay tuned. Yeah. Okay, it's required question and answer time. Uh, first, uh, what is the best advice you've ever received as a writer?
1: Do not be a panster, <laughs> was the advice <laughs> from another novelist. She said, don't do that. Yeah.
2: That's great.
1: Uh, I recently went to a gathering, and I met a few authors, and they were very encouraging. They did not read my book yet, but we talked about it, and they were very encouraging to me, and and I, I feel good about it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. What advice can you give to aspiring authors?
1: Well, as I do, let your imagination flow. Start with your first thought. Continue and work hard with that. Don't veer off to another like I've done. Stay with it. Keep writing. Always research. It's like the best. When you have a thought and you research it, you find so many other, like a a web, there's so many other routes to follow. Mm. Continue with that. Enjoy each step of the way. Let nothing get in your way. (laughs) Just keep going. Keep going and don't let anything stop you. And love it. Fall in love with your writing. Fall in love with your characters.
0: That's great advice. Well, Margaret, thank you so much for sharing with us today. It was certainly a pleasure hearing and learning more about you and your work.
1: Thank you, Sherry. I thank you very much.
0: Thank you for joining me today for my interview with Margaret Franceschini, author of Veil of Secrecy. You can learn more about Margaret and her work uh, by checking out the links below in the show notes. And while you're here, be sure to check out a few of the other interviews on Inside Scoop Live.